To the ambitious new manager, the big question is this. What does it take to be a great manager? Well, great managers know how to motivate and build a great team. Great managers know how to win trust and respect, make an impact and achieve their goals. And great managers get promoted again and again, and they make more money because of it. So how do managers like you, who are bootstrapping your own careers, join their club? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name's Michael Barrell, and welcome to Making a Manager. Okay, hope you're doing well, friends. Thanks for tuning in to my little wireless program. If you're new here, welcome. I'm Michael Barrell, host of this here podcast. Thanks a bomb for joining me. I really appreciate it. Make sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any episodes that I've got coming your way. And if you've listened before, welcome back, my friends. Super appreciate you as always. So what are we talking about today? Well, look, we all know that happier employees are more productive and engaged than their unhappy counterparts. But what about financial well-being? Hell, what is financial well-being and how do we look after it? Well, that's exactly what we're going to be diving into today. We're going to be getting into the weeds of what it is, how it affects your bottom line, and a few simple yet practical things that you can do as boss right now to boost financial well-being in your workforce. Okay, employee financial well-being. Well, let's start off by making sure that we're all on the same page as to what it actually is. Financial well-being is pretty much the type of well-being that rests on your ability to afford necessities, meet financial obligations, cover reasonable financial emergencies, and to save for retirement. Now, although that's not a definition that many can argue with, let me try and put it into some context for you. Try and picture this. One of your full-time employees, let's call her Sam, is on 42 grand a year. She's a single mum, she's got three school-aged kids at home, her ex-husband Jack is out of the picture, he's about as useful as a chocolate teapot, and he doesn't pay child support. The weekly grocery shop is always a stretch for Sam, sometimes rent payments go on the credit card, the thought of getting money together for the kids' upcoming school camps makes her stomach churn, and you can pretty much hear crickets inside a retirement savings plan. With all this, do you think that Sam has the bandwidth to rock up to work fully engaged and productive? Well, I didn't think so either. But get this, even before COVID-19 struck, roughly half of workers were just like Sam. Now, the numbers of financially stressed employees are skyrocketing as the COVID-19 pandemic marches on. So if you take a moment to look beneath the bonnet of your own workforce, the chances are that Sam's reality is the same reality that a good proportion of your employees face too. A reality where they aren't able to afford necessities, meet family obligations, cover reasonable financial emergencies and save for retirement. And how much are your employees concerned about their financial well-being? Well, it seems to be a lot. MetLife's most recent employee benefits trend study in 2020 puts the percentage of employees who are most concerned with their financial health at 52%. That means more than half of your workers are more concerned about their finances than any other aspect of their well-being. But here's the thing, scant financial well-being not only harms employee health, it obliterates employer bottom lines. Here's how. Low financial well-being causes high presenteeism, like being five times more likely to be distracted at work. Low productivity, such as a $3.3 million per year loss for an employer of about 10,000 people. And high absenteeism, with staff being twice as likely not to rock up to work due to financial issues. In other words, financial stress produces distracted employees, kills engagement and destroys productivity as employees continue to fixate on their finances or lack thereof. Okay, so obviously the problem is rife, but what the hell are you as boss meant to be doing about it? 
Well, there's five main things that you can do right now all practical and evidence-based, mostly completely free, and those things that might require some upfront investment, well, you make that back in spades through a more engaged workforce. Let's jump in. Number one, listen and learn what your employees need. A simple way to kick this off is to just conduct a business-wide financial wellbeing assessment for your employees. This allows you to scope out their top financial challenges, and that can then feed into whatever plan you ultimately devise to help your employees get by. But it's more than that. Employees want to be heard. And asking for their opinion in this way allows employees to speak up, which is something that they can control. Think of it this way. What actions you take now, what words you say, what you do to handle difficult news will stick to your brand as an employer for years. So ask your employees what their concerns are and listen to their answers. Number two, help your employees get through the COVID-19 crisis with transparency and reassurance. Employee financial well-being is worsening, so for both the employees and the employer's good, it's on employers to help their employees feel more secure about their finances. This means where you can, be upfront about what job security you can offer, and do what you can to maximise it. This not only helps employees have more certainty about their future, but these efforts also help you bolster engagement and loyalty from your workforce. Where do you start? Well, I suggest you focus these efforts on the bottom 40% of your wage earners. Number three, become a well of information. It's no secret that many businesses have had to slash hours or lay off employees, but despite the wealth of government-established relief programs, most still find it difficult to plan for their next financial moves. One simple thing that you, as employer, can do is to help employees understand what exactly is available, both inside and outside of the business, publicise existing benefits and facilitate the establishment of peer support networks across the business. Number four, leverage financial wellbeing programs. More and more businesses are adopting financial wellbeing programs every day, which is great, but the majority skim over the actual cause of low financial wellbeing, which is a lack of money. Now, that's not to say that poor financial well-being can't exist at any income level. It can. But what I am saying is that you, as boss, can get best bang for buck by focusing your financial well-being efforts on the low to middle income employees who've already suffered decades of low wage growth and higher costs of living. So wherever you can, try to find creative ways that might support your people who may be struggling financially. Here's some examples. One, concentrate on programs that reach the bottom 40% of wage earners, remembering that it's these folk who more often than not form the backbone of a business. Two, contribute to some of the costs associated with working from home. Three, ramp up childcare support. Four, offer free access to telehealth services like mental health supports. Five, introducing an emergency savings account option to cover unexpected events. Six, open some staff benefits up to all family members. Seven, If budget allows, consider having a financial advisor attend the workplace and host an introduction into financial literacy, like budgeting, saving and managing debt. And eight, smaller things like providing breakfast or allowing employees to work from home where possible to reduce transport or childcare costs can also help employees feel more supported. Even those who aren't experiencing financial stress will feel better knowing that their employer cares for their financial well-being. And number five, lead your people through the crisis. Not seeking to sound cliche, but these are tricky times. So it makes sense that many in the C-suite and business leaders in general might be neglecting to focus on the financial well-being of their employers. This is a mistake that you can avoid. If you want your people to make it through the COVID-19 crisis, then they need to know that you are focusing on their needs, not just the company's bottom line. 
This calls for extra effort to ensure that the right messages are communicated to your people at the right times. Think of it this way, how you communicate now, what words you say, what actions you take to handle the multitude of difficulties that you and your business no doubt face will all form part of your brand as an employer for months and maybe years to come. So, as your business moves its way through the crisis and gradually starts returning to a new normal, with all the opportunities for change and reinvention that come with that new normal, it's your employees who will ultimately look after you if you have managed to look after them during the crisis. And that's it. Both during and after this crisis, if you haven't already, you need to rethink and prioritise financial well-being as an investment in people that boosts profit, productivity, morale, and lowers turnover and healthcare costs. Right now, while it's fresh in your mind, go to makingamanager.com. That's makingamanager.com. On that webpage, you'll see that I'm giving away my complete employee feedback swipe file. No, this isn't some kind of clearance of old stuff that's no good. This is a swag of full-fledged, really helpful, evidence-based rules and tactics built specifically for managers like you who want to become more persuasive and effective at giving feedback and having difficult conversations with your employees. Download and copy these plug-and-play templates in the order that I deliver them to you, and I sincerely believe that if you implement what I share with you, then this year will be fantastic. Again, it's completely free. There are no tricks to this offer, by the way. Go to makingamanager.com and get it while the getting's good. And that's a wrap. Now go on, get out there and kick some ass, stay awesome, and thanks for listening.